Welcome to Berenson Bond Podcast, episode 69, with your host, Corey and Diego Berenson. Good afternoon, Diego. Hi. Hello again. Man. Are you, are you ready to be 11? Because I think you're mentally a 16-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to drive cars. You're trying to fly in planes. What? It's called radio silence. Nobody will listen to that. They'd be <laughs> like, oh, something's wrong with that. Click off. Okay. So do you want to know how to beat a lie detector test? No. Do you know what a lie detector test is? Yeah. What do you think it does? How do you think it proves or shows that somebody might be lying? By their pulse. By their pulse? What else? And that if they're really nervous and stuff and they see an answer and they're lying, it detects your pulse like, oh, you're really nervous, so you're lying. Yeah. But also you just could be nervous. Mm-hmm. Like that you're doing the lie detector, you're like, oh, I'm really nervous. It's true. And you could say you're lying. So then how do you know if it's the truth or not? If it's just If you're just making really you nervous. nervous, but you're telling all the truth, then it's still, it just depends on your pulse. Just the pulse. What about your heart rate? Because right now I can't see your heartbeat. When your heart rate goes higher and higher and higher. That means you're super nervous, right? But you could be nervous that you're even doing an eye detector thing in the first place. So that could be one thing. That That's what makes it challenging. Like if you're really nervous, and but you're telling the truth for every question, then they're gonna it's going to say you're lying because your heartbeat or your pulse is really high. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Well, let's see what this says. So it's called a polygraph. It's a lie detector test. So in this wonderful book called Mind Games by Michael Powell, it's a bunch of cool random information. You can flip to any page. This one just happens to be how do you beat a lie detector test. So polygraph screening is completely without any theoretical foundation and has absolutely no validity. The diagnostic value of this type of testing is no more than that of astrology or tea leaf reading, says a secret special agent from the FBI Laboratory Division, Dr. Drew Richardson. You hear what he just said? He said, it's a humongous waste of time. You may as well make up anything and tell me they're lying or telling the truth. Probably for the same reason you just said. Okay, so if you reject... The lie behind the lie detector test. Wait, what? Let's see what it says. You've taken your first step towards beating it. It claims to be better than 90% accurate, but it has not even been validated through peer-reviewed scientific trials. The truth is it depends more upon trickery and mind games than science. So it says polygraph means minigraph because it's an instrument that measures your pulse, like you just said, your blood pressure, the sweat response, they can even measure your sweat, and your breathing. So contrary to what happens in movies, the graph pens don't go into overdrive when you tell a lie. You know, you see somebody, they might tell a lie, and the needle's like bouncing all around, and you think that's them telling a lie. It says the operator compares the four physiological responses that means your heartbeat heartbeat pulse sweat and those 
to something recorded during a control question. That means somebody is just going through the questions just to see, okay, are you wearing a red shirt? That'd be a test because I know you're wearing a red shirt. So pretend I hooked you up to a live machine and we're just going to, we're just going to make sure that the computer works. I would say, okay, are you wearing a red shirt? No. And then you'd say no, which is a lie. And then I would look at my machine and say, oh, it didn't measure that you're lying to me. That's weird. Because I can see right now you have a red shirt on. Okay. All right. I might be colorblind. That is true. I might be colorblind. So it says, therefore, if you can display abnormal or heightened responses during the control, the results will be inconclusive. Wait, what? Because your baseline readings will be ambiguous. So mm-hmm. what that means is that right now, we're let's pretend we're testing it, and on purpose, you breathe weird. And, um, yeah, like you just... You're just making it weird while we do a test just to see if it thinks you're lying. But I know that you're doing it on purpose. So we're trying to calibrate the system, right? Yeah. So it's saying... Like, like breathing like how I... Yeah, if you're like... Then it's probably going to be wrong, right? So it says... Don't try to hide your feelings by remaining abnormally calm. So if you try and be super relaxed, your body's going to, in the inside, start freaking out. It's better to do the opposite. When asked a control question like, are the lights on? You should increase your responses by tensing your muscles, doing mental arithmetic. So squeeze your muscles, start doing math problems in your mind. Two plus two is four. Thinking anxious thoughts like, uh, what if you woke up and there's I a bunch of roaches anxious, in your bed? I forgot what anxious is. Oh, anxious would be <clears throat> if I told you right now, hey, tonight when you go to sleep, I'm going to put three snakes and 20 roaches in your bed. Okay. Like nervous kind of? Yeah, you're very nervous. So you're constantly kind of, you like a constant nervousness is anxiety. So if you're anxious, that means. I had the anxious just, was like, oh, I really want to do this thing. Like. You're anxious for that. Like, well, you could be, usually it means like you're scared to do something or worried about something, not excited to do it. So if you're excited to do it, that's not really anxious. That would be excited. But anxious would be, I'm worried that something I don't want to happen is going to happen. I thought anxious was like, oh, I really want to do that thing or this thing. I'm so anxious to go to the jump, the trampoline place. What's it called? Whatever it's called. All right, so yes, so now you know what the anxious is. All right, so you can, it said, squeeze your muscles, do some arithmetic, think anxious thoughts, or even bite your own tongue. So you can do all those things to try and trick the lie detector. This is what this thing, okay, the average polygraph test will usually last two to three hours. The lie detector thing? Yeah. The longest part, Consists of a pretest interview, which may last up to 90 minutes. So you would have an interview for an hour and a half. Then I would hook you up to the machine for another two to three hours. By the end of it, let's see. There's a reason why it's so long. It says the test will be explained to you. 
your legal rights will be defined, and there will be a discussion of the quote-unquote issue. What's your what's your deal, bro? What's your problem? Let's talk about it. A lot of people do lie detectors tests just for fun. It says many guilty parties give more away at this Wait, stage. what is guilty? So let's say I think you did a crime. I brought you in because this other person saw you do the crime. But I'm bringing you in to the police station so that I can question you and find out if you stole my Cheetos. You've been accused of stealing my Cheetos. So we sat you in the chair. But before I hook you up to the machine, right? No, wait, the police you So let's detectors? pretend we're at the police station. I before wait, the police you lie detectors? Yeah. Well, then, but the, the FBI can lie. just trick it. Yeah, well, there, here's the instructions in some book telling you how to trick it. So, so how hard could it be, right? The criminals would just trick it, and then you'd never know the right answer. Exactly. That's why it's saying right here, in the interview before the liar detector test, the guilty people, which means the one that actually did the crime. Oh, so guilty is like, you did it? That means you did it. Okay. It says they'll give away more at this stage than, than when they're wired up to the polygraph. So before they get wired up, you'll probably admit that you stole my Cheetos during the interview. So I don't, the test won't really matter because I'm going to get you to admit what you did wrong before we even hook you up. And you know how they do that. They just keep talking and asking you and talking and asking you eventually like, oh, get me out of here. Yes, I took the Cheetos. Just don't talk to me anymore. That's part of the interview process. Okay. It says, um, the examiner has been trained to manipulate your thoughts and feelings. The polygraph is merely a prop designed to make you feel vulnerable. The truth is, it's the examiner you must beat, not the machine. So the person asking the questions is, I'm really determining if you're lying or not. I'm just hooking you up to this machine to make you extra nervous. But since they won't really believe what it measures. I'm just making you feel super uncomfortable so that you'll admit that you stole my Cheetos and I can lock you in jail for 20 years. You mean prison? Jail is temporary. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, right. uh, yeah, one bag of Cheetos is jail. I think two bags of Cheetos is prison. Pretty sure. All right, from beginning to end, the polygraph process is designed to induce feelings of guilt, even in so-called honest subjects. The induction is designed to make you believe in the absolute infallibility of the polygraph test. You know what that means? What I'm saying is, I want you to believe so much that this machine will catch you in your lie that you'll actually tell the truth. Or that when you lie, it's super obvious. Like if you're tapping your foot, you're looking around, you're acting all nervous and weird, I'd be like, oh, I gotcha. Hmm? I gotcha. Huh? If you already believe the polygraph is scientifically valid, you have long ago been duped by the pro-polygraph propaganda machine that uses Hollywood and the media to make us buy into the lie. Yeah. So be aware that some control questions are decoys and not measured at all. So I said, is your name Diego? Yeah. And you said, what? Yeah. Are you... Is your name Diego? Yeah. I would look at the machine and say, well, I know you're telling the truth. That's a control question. So, are you wearing socks? Yeah. 
And I would stare at the machine while you answer. And, hmm. What if this is a hologram? I say. Or what if. Your foot is a hologram? Yeah. Is that what you're telling me? What if it was the hologram? That'd be really weird. Do you think when we went to the art show the other weekend, those little structures that were moving, do you think those were holograms? What structures? Remember it had the little blinking light and then the little thing kept looking like it was rolling over itself? Was it, Were those holograms Wait, or not? Which one? At the art museum. Wait, what was it? like? What do you mean it was rolling over? It was at the... So we went to the art museum, yeah. right? Yeah. And then we saw the big giant bag you can go in, mm-hmm. the strings of lights, which were really yeah. cool. And then we went into the VR thing. Oh, you're talking got, about that ball that was spinning? Yes. Right after we passed the VR thing, we That's got That's what to, I was thinking. I was thinking it might have been a hologram because it looks like it's owl. It had to be, it right? It has to be. Yeah. Because it was in a dark room. The light was blinking super fast, which means it could be Blinking each frame of the thing moving. Or it could be like... So fast. And then, yeah. I I think it was a hologram. If it was a hologram, it looks super real. That's what I was like trying to feel, but it said don't touch. I think pretty soon they're going to have machines so you look at your phone. Is that like holograms exist right now? Well, if that was a hologram, then yes. They do, but they're just... They don't look that good. But if that was a hologram... it looks super high really? quality. Then I think you could eventually. They probably paid so much millions of dollars for that. Millions? Do you think it was millions? A hologram. Hologram. Something that looks real, but it's fake. They've actually done holograms of singers and put them on a stage. Like Tupac, he was on the stage a long time ago. It's an old school rapper. But he died, right? So they made a hologram of him performing his songs and did it in front of a concert did a hologram they, that a did crowd they, could did they see tell them that it was a crowd? yeah well obviously it's but people could see the hologram from the crowd it wasn't in a dark room it was full-on bright daytime i how did they do that did how did real? they do that did it look real i mean pretty good for a hologram i mean obviously you don't you know it's not real but the fact that it looked really cool and he was moving around the stage yeah just moving and dancing and singing like he was there but it was a hologram creepy huh so how can a back to the polygraph how can a polygraph possibly detect true panic from fake spoiler alert it can't the moral of the story. It can't. What can't? The machine. It cannot tell if you're telling the truth or a lie. Yeah. The person who's asking the questions can tell. Yeah, because the machine. It, it's a machine. Like right now, I c- if I have a lie detector, I could be really nervous right now, and like my heart beats up, my pulse is high, I'm like looking around or stuff, that makes me look nervous. And then you ask me, like, do you have a dog? Not say yes, but I'm really nervous. So then the lie detector would say, like, oh, I'm lying. Yep. It has a follow-up page. Do you want to know this one? It says how to tell if someone's lying. So you could be the per- the examiner asking the questions. Hmm. Okay. Number one training, it says you can fool some people all the time. And all those people, some of the time, 
but a few people you can never hoodwink. Hmm. You ever heard that old word? Hoodwink? That's an old school word for trick. You can't hoodwink those who know how to read the signs. Our bodies give away even the best liars. So if you know what to look for, you might not let a liar take you for a ride again. Number one, eye contact. A lot has been made of the eyes, but there's many misconceptions. Generally, when telling the truth, people maintain good eye contact. Liars break eye contact. However, even bad liars know that bad eye contact is to be avoided and may be even and may even overcompensate by staring at you so long it's weird. And you're like, why are you staring into my eyes this long? Now you've made it weird. Now I don't believe you. First, I was believing you because you were looking at me in my eyes. But now I don't even think you've blinked. So now you're creeping me out. I used to work with this guy who would stare at you if you ask any question. I said, hey, um, did you wash your clothes today? And he would just stare and never look away and not say anything and just keep staring and staring. Would he blink? I don't know if he would blink, but it would make me forget what okay, I even so asked you. I said, hey, Diego, do you want to go play ping pong today? He would just stare. He would just keep staring so long. Like I said, I sometimes would forget what I asked him. Like, what did I even ask you? Would you respond to me? Please talk to me. Was he a friend? Yeah, he was nice. He just sometimes didn't see a point in responding to you. Because, you know, a lot of times people say rhetorical questions, which means... I'm asking you a question, but I already know the answer. Like, do you want $20 right now? Bruh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. See, I don't need, I already know the answer. Rhetorical means I'm asking you, but I know the answer. answer. It's more me telling you something than actually asking you. It's almost like reminding, but you don't want to like. Yeah. So what? You try. Ask me a rhetorical question. Um. Let's see. Hmm. Uh, yeah, something that you know the answer to. Do you you're just a, you're um, just asking. A computer. Do I want a computer? Do you want a brand new computer? Yes, I do want a brand new computer. I already knew that. Cause oh, well then, wait a minute. Why did you ask me? <laughs> did I just explode your mind? Okay, here's the important parts. You said you're a billionaire, right? How many cars did you have in Forza? Didn't you just buy a $2 million car, the Pagani? No, I was gifted it. You were gifted a $2 million car? No. How did you get it? Who gifted you this Pagani? I don't have a car. You have like 900 cars in Forza. In Forza? Yes. So the point is because you're a billionaire in Roblox and on Forza? No, not in Roblox. I want to see if this... So you think like a millionaire? I want to see if this is correct. Um, says millionaires and their yachts. <laughs> millionaires don't spend all day sitting on their yachts. They work about four times harder than the rest of us. Are you prepared to do that? 
You're like, oh yeah, I have three Lamborghinis. They're really cool. I don't ever drive them because I'm actually working so that I can pay for my three Lamborghinis. But why, so, do, you even work? why do you even have them? I, don't, I just bought them because I can, but I, I'm super busy. I should really have a sweet Nissan Altima. I would love that, especially with the bike rack on the back. Oh, ah, that thing is so beautiful. It could ha- If it could have scratched paint on the door, oh, man, that would be the best. So much better than my three Lamborghinis. You know what's annoying about having three Lamborghinis? Picking which color one to drive. Sometimes I'll walk out there, and I can't decide which color, and I'll just, I just won't go anywhere. I'll just say, forget it. I'm just going to read a book. Just, well, what's the point of buying it? Well, I they're really fast and cool. Well, then but then I'm like, oh, it? should I take the purple one? No, I'll take the orange one. Ah, never mind. I'll I'll just take the Altima. It's way more comfortable anyways. It's got the best AC now. Mm-hmm. You know it's cold. So cold now. That I need so to, dry. I need to wear a jacket. My AC is so cold now. No, no, you don't. I need a puffy jacket with feathers and down and ooh maybe some sub zero gloves cuz my the air blows on my hands so cold oh, so cold Diego's making fun of me cuz my car used to be hot but now it's so cold the AC is freezing yeah it is. get some fun it is Okay, next thing it, it could use a paint job and it would look a lot better Yeah, I know. Okay, so here's what you billionaires also do daily gratification. See, some people think you're miserly. While it is true that some are philanthropists and others are misers, what all millionaires have in common is that they are able to delay gratification. When they get extra money, they buy assets rather than rewards. Only when Ad, they've invested. Uh, so if I gave you $100 you said, awesome, I'm going to buy $100 worth of gum. Sweet. It'll vanish. What in- right? It'll be gone. Yeah. You'll chew all that gum. And that's a wrap on the yeah. gum. That's not a, that's a terrible pun. But, yeah, but if you it. bought a, I don't know, RC car or something. Let's see. All right. Do you want to know how hypnosis works? No. All right, I'll put this down. I'm going to close this because that's it's just random pages, right? I'll, we don't need this. We don't need this. What I do for real, you took the 3D printing class. Was it awesome? Don't you feel empowered that you can design something and then make a real thing? That's cool, right? Yeah. You made a butterfly knife. Mm. You did. You downloaded the pr- program, loaded it, Printed it. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You made a plane. You made a plane. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh-huh. That's awesome. What if you had a 3D printer that could print something as big as a desk or a chair? What would you print? For your room. If I said, oh, make anything you want. It could be huge. It could fit in this room. What would you want to print? Mm-hmm. A copy of your dog? Like a 3D printed no. Nike? No? No. What about a humongous sword? No. Like a battle axe? No. No? Hmm. Just a bunch of knives? Just make more knives? I guess. Yeah. No? 
I need a metal 3D printer. It's like Why? a 3D print metal knives. Ooh, I wonder if somebody has. I've seen a concrete 3D printer. There might be a metal one out there. You would just 3D print metal knives? Knives. Knives? Because they would be real and then I go get them sharpened. Mm. What are you going to do with all these knives? Keep them. Keep them? Something like that. Just a huge knife case? Display all your blades? Oh, that's right. You know what else at the renaissance fair we were talking about the other day they also have a knife throwing area so you can throw axes and knives do you want to try that you get to throw knives as many as many times as you want to pay to throw knives you can throw them are you going to start throwing them at your own wall butterfly knife your walls no all right well you look super psyched about life right now. So I see a very big smile on your face. It's huge. Oh man. So big right now. Mm-mm, the no. best day ever. No, it's not the best day ever. Guess this is one this is our anniversary this week. No. This past week was the anniversary of one year of coronavirus. It's been a whole year. The- it's been a year. How do you feel about it now? It's been a year. Why are you laughing? It's a, you it's said what? it's so weird. <laughs> Why? Because I said coronavirus. Like that? That's just cringy. <laughs> Is it cringeworthy? <laughs> so what's on your mind? First thought. What I, I saw a little thought bubble pop in your head and it said, can I get out of here? Is that what you thought? Can you end this thing already? Is that what you're thinking? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get. Let's get out of here. Everybody have a great day. I'll see you. Take care. Be healthy, y'all.